This is a presentation of Man Breed. Man Breed. Man Breed. Man Breed. Hello and welcome to Man Breed Live. My name is Michael Diallo Mike Linden. This is where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. We've got a very special show today. Uh, but before we talk about the queen who is joining us for this conversation, let me toss it to the street therapist himself, uh, Mr. Orlando Boyd. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm here. Glad to be here on another edition of Man Breed Live. And I know this is one that has been in the making for a while, you know, talking about this topic. And, uh, but listen, let's not waste any more time. Let's introduce the man himself, the legend, the myth, the one who has, <laughs> as we say, right, the prescription with his lips. He is the Dr. Thurman. Well, how you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing good today, guys. I'm excited about our topic, too. We have a lovely guest. She's very insightful, has a lot of experience and, and, and knowledge to bring to this conversation. So I'm definitely excited about it. You know, it's, it's one that has been a touchy subject when we talk about men. You know, one of the reasons why our street therapist had this initiative about the man breed in the first place. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to kick it back to you, Mike McLendon, Diallo, and let's get started. Well, we're talking about lust and faithfulness. And in order to really uh, talk about this topic, we wanted to bring in a, a young lady who uh, is quite an exceptional uh, and insightful author who is a founder of her own podcast. But let me kind of give you some insight on who she is. She's been declared as being sweet, yet bold as a lioness. That's right. Kimberly Brownie Vaughn delivers power packed messages to hit the bull's eye of a woman's heart. Now she is the CEO and founder of You Are Singled Out, which specializes in moving women from chaos to confidence before Mr. Wright. She's also a wonderful author. She has many books. Uh, her latest book though is entitled Confidence Before Commitment. And upon its debut was ranked number the number one release or a number one release on Amazon. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome none other than the one and only Kimberly Brownie Bond. How you doing, Kimberly? Oh, wonderful. I'm excited to be here with you, King. Come on, royalty. <laughs> she said, bring it. She said, yes. Mike, remind me to be here. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mike. I gotta pay you to give me intros like that, Mike. I know, right? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> stage, you know, <laughs> you brought it right, didn't you, man? Well, I'm telling you. I was telling <laughs> Doctor Webb before the show that uh, when uh, you were a part of the duo Descendants of the Reality, uh, I was one of y'all's biggest fans, and so I miss uh, mm -hmm. the music and the vibe that you used to share through the music. So I. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk later about how people can, can stay in contact with you. But the music is just one side, but the music right. is definitely a phenomenal side of what you do. So it's an honor to have you on the show, Brownie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we're talking about lust and faithfulness. And that's, <laughs> uh, that's one of Orlando's uh, topics that, you know, he comes up with these uh, very uh, somewhat controversial <laughs> topics, but but we always have Doc and, you know, who can, who can kind of keep us in there and make it functional. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it gets real deep sometimes. And Orlando is great at coming up with these provocative topics. So, but let's, let's dig right in. Let's talk about why do people cheat? And uh, and I want to start out talking to Doc on this one because I'm sure he's counseled quite a few people who are in such predicaments where people are being unfaithful. Yeah, you know, uh, when we're talking about cheating, it, it can be very complex because there are a lot of variables yes. that informs people's decision to behave that way. And again, we have to remember that all behavior is a decision. All right. And so with that being said, um, I guess the theme or the umbrella under which we could cast uh, cheating uh, would be in a simplistic way, a deficiency somewhere inside of self. Um, now, that is not an absolute statement. It's just from the vast majority of 
my experiences and conversations is boiling down to a deficiency in self. Very rarely have I encountered an individual or talked with an individual who set out to just wreak havoc in their partner's life. Mm -hmm. They said, hey, you know what? I'm going to cheat on her because I know it's going to hurt her. Or I'm going to cheat on him because I know it's going to devastate him, yada, yada, yada. Very rarely uh, do I hear individuals say that. That's not to say that the outcome of what I just described does not happen, but they don't set out to do that. Generally, it's more self-centered and only focused on uh, self-gratification or self some sort of falsehood regarding self-fulfillment that leads to the behavior that creates the destructive outcome. And so, um, you know, as we talk, we can talk about some of the branches on that tree but inevitably that tree is, uh, you know, standing and we call that tree some sort of uh, deficiency or lack thereof or feeling of lack thereof that leads one to start exploring what those lustful branches look like. Yeah, and that, that's a, a very good analysis because it seems like, you know, one of those branches you talked about being self-centered and I, I, the title of our show is Lust and Faithfulness. So Orlando kind of kind of keying in with you here what role are you do you see lust playing in people cheating or because it seems like it can be one of the major driving forces but it doesn't necessarily have to be well it it typically uh is one of the driving forces to be honest which especially for men i'm coming from the man perspective because typically men see they like and they want and uh usually lust is is kind of rooted in that that it comes from that desire usually physically you know uh, as just as doc said there's usually a void in there and a lot of guys who get into relationships they may get into relationships where they even know what they really want or what they what they feel like they need per se and a lot of times in those in that lust thing which is kind of like a uh, seeing something fantasy that you want uh, sees something you want is part of your fantasy and then that becomes a driving desire and it becomes that thing where it, it, it can become insatiable. But mm -hmm. in the part of cheating and that what I say from the man perspective, it still comes down to a certain level of opportunity as well. So, okay. you know, it, it, it like a, a guy can't just cheat and, you know, and then, and, you know, just be doing it, just be doing it. It's got to be an opportunity to be there as well. And I know I'm getting that a little bit, unpacking that a little bit more and, and further on down. But that's that's really one of the fundamentals of it, uh, especially when it comes from the guy standpoint. I mean, they, they they like what they like, and then, like I said, in regards to the relationship, if it's if there's some um, some voids in that relationship, maybe he's not getting what he think it was or what it used to be, and and it starts to open up certain other uh, things in his mind, and that's what leads to the cheating so to say so interesting i mean because i hear you i mean oftentimes the, like getting back to what doc said he feels like there's a void you know and so uh the brother from the brother's perspective will go out and do things now brownie you know you're the host of uh of a podcast that's being heard in over 15 countries uh you are singled out and so you talk to a lot of different men as well as ladies about similar topics so i'm wondering uh as it relates to the men and the women from your perspective, why, why do people cheat? Mm. Well, I, I definitely concur with Dr. Webb and Orlando. There's a vast amount of reasons why people actually cross the boundary line, right? In relationships. But some that I've seen that have been really prevalent, like you were talking about deficiencies, lack of validation. Mm. That's a huge one, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for uh, someone perhaps to complete you or to give you that stamp of approval and you're not getting it from your boo, your bae, your mate. Right, right. Um, yeah, you may literally look for it elsewhere. I think another one that's huge too is sometimes love tanks are just on E. Love mm. tanks. And what I'm really hitting at with that is knowing about your love language. That's a huge thing to know, even as an individual, because sometimes with cheating, you know, it just doesn't even start with the relationship, but even your own self, your individuality. Who are you? Your self-discipline and your, your knowledge of self. So knowing your love language and then 
communicating that and then, you know, analyzing to see if, am I being loved in this particular way, right? Some people are not being loved in their particular love language, so they look elsewhere for it, for somebody else to be a void filler, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think another one can be really, some folks just compare. They compare, They're, we're bombarded, all of us are bombarded from day to day. It can be a pop-up ad, a commercial, it can be a coworker, it can be somebody, a complete stranger, right? Or somebody hitting you up, DMing you on social media, but comparing who you currently are with and committed to compared to, boom, somebody else. And you think the grass is greener on the other side. But the thing about greener grass, it doesn't mean that there's no weeds over there. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that that grass doesn't require miracle grow or mowing because it takes work on the other side of the fence as well as where you stand. So that, that's another thing people get caught up in, comparing, thinking that, oh, what they got is better and easier, right? Yeah. Um, two other quick ones really quick that I think that a lot of folks struggle with, lack of self-control. Mm. There are cool. some people that as an individual, not even looking at the relationship, but just you as a person, you don't have any self-discipline. Um, you have a hard time saying no, never satisfied with being who you're with or you're too in love with the chase to really be in love with somebody. Some folks love that. They get an adrenaline rush and a high off of that and we're so off the chase versus, yeah, having someone, you know? And then I think lack of accountability. That's a huge one too. Um, some people do cheat because there is no one there to check them. No one is there to lay down some repercussions saying you cross this line, this is gonna happen. So some folks think that they can just get away with it. So they cheat. I don't condone that, but yeah. 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 Right. That's great. You, you shared a lot of different reasons why, you know, and one of the things that Dr. Weber, she mentioned was social media, you know, which kind of opens the door to all of these perceived yards where there's all this greener grass, yeah. not just social <laughs> media, but I'm just wondering, you know, in the midst of all that, everybody doesn't come to a relationship. Like you said earlier saying, I'm gonna hurt somebody. Right? right. So when they're in this relationship and it hadn't happened, I mean, like kind of some of the things that Brownie said, but like what causes these relationships to go left when on that wedding day, it seems like everybody's so like, you know, I found the right one. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you know, I say all the time that your wedding day is just the registration for the class. That's it. <laughs> right. And so um, everything that happens after the registration is actually the the lesson or the curriculum that you're going through this whole curriculum and this whole idea is built on how do you build a functional definition for a commitment and you'd be surprised how many individuals have not committed to anything in their life other than a tattoo right so they don't have a functional definition of what commitment looks like which means they spent their entire life cheating on themselves mm. so if they've been cheating on themselves why wouldn't you expect them to cheat on you? Now, the byproduct of that, byproduct of being self-centered means that while I do not necessarily set out to hurt you directly, the whole point of me being, being self-centered means I never take you into consideration to begin with. So it is the absence of the thought of anything outside of me that allows me to say that, no, I didn't intentionally set out to do you that way. However, in the same sentence with the diunital principle in place, I set out to do the exact thing that I didn't set out to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it becomes this, it's kind of like this paradox. And so, you know, much like Brownie was saying, then we start to exist in a space of social ideals. And those social ideals are constantly being challenged because we are juxtaposing them against what we think we should have, which is really entitlement. Right. And as opposed to just owning who we are and trying to work on that, which means like I can make someone laugh. I can make someone smile, but I cannot make someone happy. That is their decision. Right. So then I only focus on the things that I can control, which is my happiness. But that is a commitment to self first. 
All right. So then if I've never done that, then I start to build these lustful ideas. And it's just like a it's like a new car, Orlando. All right. If I get yep. the, the 2000 band or the 2020 band and I want, you know, the 2021 come out, they're going to call me. Yep. They're going to say, yo, hey, we got the 2021. You can get in it. No money down. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at that unless I could care less about what anybody else thinks. I'm very happy with my 2000 because it has everything that I want in it. It doesn't matter what comes out the year after, right? Because I keep up my car and it runs just like a new car. But I'm committed to that because I know what I like as opposed to what's hot right now. That's good. That's good. That's Go ahead, Brian, you pointed, you wanted to jump in? Yeah, you said something at the very top, Dr. Webb, that was really pertinent. Um, looking at people's relationship resumes. So even before the I do, way before that, look and see, has any, the person that you're interested in, have they been committed to anything in their lives? Now, it may be a romantic attraction relationship, but it could be family. It could be a career. Just like, for instance, you go, if you're interested in a job, you give them a resume and they look and see, what are your, what does your job history look like? Does it look like you have been all over the map? You have no sense of commitment, stick-to-itiveness, none of that. If not, mm, that may be a telltale sign that you are not necessarily going to be here for too long, right? right. Right. You get a taste and a tease of something and move on. So I think it's important to really look at somebody even well before the I do and marriage and even talking about marriage. Let me get to know more about this person and actually see, are you dedicated? <laughs> see, right. Right. And something beyond just serving yourself. Mm-hmm. That too. Something where you're not necessarily getting an ROI, but you're there to serve someone else to help them out. Right. Yeah. That's huge. That was a good point. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I know a lot of times, you know, we can say the right thing, but be doing something totally different, you know? And so <laughs> like getting to know a person and getting to know that spouse is totally different after, I guess you signed a registration paper, uh, <laughs> Orlando, uh, getting back to like lust and faithfulness. And let's say this couple has gotten together, like, and this, this, this temptation is starting. I mean, you know, talk about like how, how it begins. I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, let's say, you know, somebody, and I think I'm hearing it can, it, it begins before with lack of commitment, but like in real time, like, you know, how, 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 how does one grapple or how would you suggest one can kind of identify when that's starting to happen, when one is being pulled away because of lust from their spouse? Well, that's a lot. You asked a lot uh, in that question. <laughs> I know, <I'm> a lot. <laughs> so I'm just going to streamline and then we'll come back to some other parts okay. of that. Uh, but well, one of the things I do want to address about with lust in in of itself, because sometimes people who don't really know love, uh, can mistake lust for that. Cause lust is a counterfeit part of love. And those people who, you know, are the old saying about hurt people, hurt people. Some people don't know how to really love. Mm-hmm. And so when they come into that and they seeing that what they like physically, or that's the way they have been, uh, programmed that becomes their their language of love is hey I, I i need to do this physically or or my my desires and things like that so that is one thing to address and and for some people and why they cheat because they don't know how to really love but let's start back what you said about how it begins and we had this uh subject right here on man breed live about settling versus waiting and for those people who seem to settle we already know that they're already kind of have some voids there for what they think that what they want in their in their relationship or their perfect person so you start getting into a relationship where you may have settled quote unquote settled that means that there was certain other things that the other person uh the person that you are in the relationship with didn't have is your perfect ideal and typically in relationships and i said this a lot of times for, for especially in the case with men men will start to you know kind of swing away when if they were attracted certain physical ways to a certain girl. So let's say he was always attracted to the light-skinned women, but his his woman he settled with was dark-skinned. So it's always going to be a certain level that when he sees light-skinned women, he's going to be kind of having a certain level of attraction to them. And then, like, it when as I keep going back to, that part of opportunity, because 
if if he's in constant contact with that light skinned person that that works around him, or he can see it every day at, at after work or something like that at the store, that presents certain opportunities, and then you know one thing can lead to another. Uh, so it can begin small. It can like say you talk about social media, it can begin with just that figment of, of fantasy and, and wanting something like, oh man, I would love to have that. I want to try that out. But it, it, it still kind of starts in a way where a person who uh, is already maybe filled with, uh, I like to say a person who's full don't want to eat anything else. If there are certain things that are having lack into his, uh, into his relationship, he, he's going to explore that. And if there's opportunity to, he's going to start to go down that road. And so it usually begins with with those opportunities or erosions and relationships, things that might have changed, meaning that it might have started off one way. And, and then, you know, where there's start to be some lack in that is to open up those opportunities. So all those things play a factor to how it can begin. And so, let, let me let, let me yeah. say this, like more often than not, once an individual is engaged in a lustful relationship, keep in mind, lust is your ideology cheating on love. Right. So you're already in a in a relationship that's that's trying to be something that's not. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and the problem that that come that presents itself in that situation, like Brownie mentioned earlier, is self-control. If you don't have any self-control, you don't. Because and, and, and for me, and I'm speaking for from, from my experience. A lot of men that I talk to, they end up in a situation because they think that the cheating uh, happened later than it actually did. So they, they say, well, I didn't cheat or I haven't cheated yet. But cheating happens the minute that you feel the need to not be so free about the communication or the interaction. That's the minute it starts. Now, it, it's, not ex, it's not explicit or it's not as intense but the minute that you feel this need to start covering it up is the minute that you've opened up the mind for negotiation. Mm-hmm. And you got to be honest about that. Now, I, you know, I, I live my life not judging anybody. You do what you think works for you. You ask me based on what works for me, I'm going to tell you. However, the problem is, is when you start thinking out of alignment, then you start creating contradictions. And then those things have huge ramifications. But cheating, for most men that I've talked to, they don't realize that the cheating started long before the, the, interact, uh, the act that they have deemed as cheating. So let's talk about what cheating is then, because, you know, like for some people, they think, well, you know, I had sex with somebody that's not my partner. That is cheating. But it sounds like you're saying, oh, no, it starts a long way before that. Uh, it's a lot more to it than that. Uh, anybody want to chime in? I'm seeing different people, but Brownie, you want to chime in on that? I do. I do. You know, um, you all were giving a lot from the male point of view, and I definitely respect that. Let me flip it on the female point of view. A lot of times how cheating occurs and begins. I think, you know, a lot of times it's not being present. When a man is not present there, um, there's a mad void that's there. Let me tell you one thing about us as women. I don't care how alpha female she may be or omega female she may be, right? We all have this deep desire and innate need to be covered, Mm. to be covered. And when that covering is no longer there, so whether that is, yes, a boyfriend, whether it's a father, whether it's a husband, whether it's a big brother, when that covering is not there, then that literally leaves us in a vulnerable space. I'm not saying totally weak as if, you know, we don't have our own mouths and minds, not at all, and intelligence and discernment, but it leaves us in a place where, hey, I thought you were committed to me. You've left me open here. You haven't been present emotionally. You haven't been present physically. You haven't been present in a way where I get to share my secrets with you. I'm talking about insecurities or sharing my accomplishments, celebrations, what have you. And here goes another guy who's giving it to me, complimenting me on my looks and giving me time to talk and to really, you know, us as women, we love to talk, right? <laughs> Communication mm-hmm. is key. Um, a man who's listening to us, 
yeah, next thing you know, our hearts start to open. Right. And our legs can start opening, right? It's right. one thing after another. I definitely agree with that. It's a seed before it becomes a plant. Mm -hmm. It starts off small and sometimes it's so minuscule, you may not even see it. It may be so microscopic and ah, just a little bit, just a little bit, that door keeps creaking open, 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 open. Next thing you know, whoa, this is full throttle. Yeah. Like, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the, your foot is on the gas and it's like, how can I stop this? Um, this affair, this entanglement, yeah. as we <laughs> don't start, don't start, Brownie. <laughs> We're not using that language yeah. around here. Oh, my yeah. goodness, ain't that a mess? Oh, yeah. This, and I'll this tell you, look, one of my, uh, my one of my my greatest mentors. She's a female, and she told me. Um, she said, "Everybody either got somebody else, or they looking. You just got to make sure that when they look, it don't add up." Now she an OG, and that's why I, I love her so much, right? But that's the truth. She said when they go looking, they should be able to look at this this equation and figure that ain't worth the trouble. It don't add up, right? Which means like we we are constantly like there's a human aspect to this whole this whole idea. We we are humans trying to have a a, a spiritual experience, right? Whether you know whatever you deem that higher than you, you know have at it. But at the end of the day, um, you have to be in control. The whole thing is like, you have to master control. And you'd be surprised, like once you, you're able to master that, how many things you're able to move off the table because if you're negotiating uh, based on what's in between your legs for both male and female, then that means you've already begun the process of selling yourself short, both figuratively and literally, right? Because everything of value should come from the top down. So um, the, the idea of cheating is, again, it is a lack of deficiencies in some areas. Now, like Brian said, like you could, there are things that are necessarily missing. And people going to do what they want to do, even if they have to lie to do it. Because at the end of the day, like everybody wants to, 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 to feed themselves, whatever. But the, the problem is not in feeding yourself. The problem is uh, what type of appetite do you have, right? And so you gotta you gotta decide what that looks like. Mm. Talking yeah, about and, those differences, Orlando. Let's bring the breeze well, to this, if you don't mind. But go ahead. You gonna say something? Yeah, I, I was gonna say because uh, as as my I mean as uh, Doc alluded to one of those uh, sayings, and it was a saying that I remember uh, as I was growing in maturity is about that especially when it comes to men, men will be able to draw their appetite up in many different areas so long. But for the woman, you got to make sure he comes home to eat. Mm. And we, it, we, you know, we're surrounded by these types of things. And we talk about like what, what defines the word cheating. And it's almost like that. What, what is a cheat? Like to take, get an advantage or, you know, especially in the sports realm. Right. So we already know that men and women are probably going to be have an influx of these temptations it is they act on it which makes it into what we call cheat because it's going to be certain things but i always say this though and, and kind of going to uh, along the lines of people and i'm not talking about men period but if i want to speak to it to men that i think that there are those men who are has disposition to be with one person i think there's a disposition for some people to just to be alone but i think there's a disposition for people who just need multiple people i don't care what it is in their relationship they just have to have that it's just those types of things but even those people who just say you know with being with one person as we've been talking about in this in this episode is that it, it can still start with having a different voice but like i said on the front end though if the compatibility was already kind of shaky from the beginning is going to open up that somewhere down the line they're going to be looking at okay what else is out there or let me go after what i um what i'm missing but one of the points that got to be really addressed is that when we talk about cheating that it's still it is still a point of that that the person is grappling with what i am doing uh, I, it is kind of satisfying one area, but I don't want to give up what I have because if it was something in that other relationship or that other person that was valued more than what I have, it, it wouldn't be cheating. It would be like, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving the relationship. I'm out. But those who just going after that, that little small void, they just want to sample that and then come back home. 
and um, and that which is constituting cheating. Or well, I've I've been weak in that moment, and I had to go out and explore it. And and if and, they get caught, they get caught. If they don't, that's a and that's a great point because like the cheating is not the actual action. Mm-hmm. The cheating is the fact that you didn't provide the information for the other person to make a sound decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like you can do a lot of things. Like you can do exactly what Orlando said, but you go back to your partner and you say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I want to behave. Then your partner can look at you and say, Hey, I need to check out. Cause I don't want to get down like that. Mm-hmm. Right. The cheating happens when I want to do all of that, but I don't express that to my partner. And then all of a sudden, my partner can't make a sound decision for themselves or in their own best interest. And then they find out another way and then the dominoes start to fall. Because keep in mind, there are circles out there where people have gone back to their partner. They say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I want to do it this way. Their partner looks at them and they say, I appreciate you sharing information. Go ahead and do that. But when you do that, don't bring it back to this space this way. But and we'll be okay. Ain't that what happened in the in the national story that that with this entanglement? Entanglement. Ain't that what? It, ain't that what? Ain't that was perceived? And, that, and that's that's what was perceived, right? Um, Brian, you know, Brian what you got? Talk, Brian. I see you say you had something on your mind. I really, you know, with with that whole fiasco, I I really I don't understand it at all. I really a lot of people point fingers at at Jada, I think there's enough blame to pass around. Um, But if you are married, I think it's very wise, especially as women. Okay, we have this sense of wanting to help, to serve, to nurture, to cultivate, right? In a marriage, part of our duty is also, or even in relationship, to defend that and to allow another grown man to become a part of the we, and okay, we taking vacations, we sharing a house or whatever, you know what I mean? Too much, it, it, way too close for comfort. Now, Jada, you know, wanting to be his nurse and maybe, you know, a maid in shining armor. Come on, uh-uh. It's, it's <laughs> more to the story though. It's more to the story though. Cause you got, you can't, you can't discount, you can't discount what the jump, what the young man said as well, even if there wasn't some uh, ex- exaggeration on the point that he said that he sat down with the husband and the husband was like, okay. But see, it, it, that, that, yes. that opens up a low level. I got a problem with Will as well. How are you going to allow exactly. another man to come into your, you know, your union and covenant and, and you give him... Because he out there doing it too. Thank you. That's what I said too. <laughs> he got he out there. Doing his thing too. That's yeah, true. She, the, the, problem, the problem that I perceive is that she got caught. Yeah, her person told, and you know, it's supposed to be kissed. Don't kiss and tell. He told. Exactly, yeah, and so now we she has to fess up and bring. Yeah, absolutely. She got to show face. Yeah. <laughs> and I read, I read something the other day. It says that if your if your partner comes home and they go the entire day without saying anything to you, that means the other relationship is going very well. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, Will and you know both of them. Like you said, there's enough blame to go around. There's a lot of dysfunction going. But the thing that I saw for me, from my perspective, because I try to I try to take the the the, the viewpoint less traveled, right? Was that there was a there was a, a cipher of individuals using each other. And that is, you know, in any relationship, when I when you start using someone else to to try to fulfill what you should be doing internally, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Orlando, I was wanting you to bring the breeds into this because, uh, you know, it's called this is Man Breed Live. Yeah. We're talking about lust and faithfulness. And I would imagine when you start talking about different type of guys, they respond differently. Some may be less susceptible to cheating, period, and just more faithful. Is that true? Or if so, I mean, which which breeds are more likely to kind of stay the course and not? Uh, My grandmama used to always say that if a dog got teeth, it can bite. So when somebody say my dog don't bite, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so every man has the potential to do it, not to say that they will. And it, it comes down to, as we've been saying before about opportunity, 
it, it would be foolish to think that there's no breed of man that is more quote unquote faithful uh, than the others. Uh, but in the makeup, and we talk about backgrounds, as, as Brownie alluded to, you know, what they've been doing in relationships, I like to call it character credit, um, that what they, what they, based off of way they go into the choices, the choice into the person that they, they, they get with, that would dictate as far as their likelihood to cheat. I know of a guy that was really, really faithful to his woman, uh, and then he found out that she maybe kind of got into, he never was 100% sure if she did cheat, and then that opened up the door for him. He was a faithful dude, family-oriented, everything. He grew up seeing that from his mother and father. But when it happened to him, it triggered something, and he never was the same in that relationship. They eventually, of course, separated. But in the day, that's, that's how it opened. If he had never known that she had did it, he'd probably still been faithful if he had just gone along with the courses. So, but when it comes to a certain thing of uh, uh, for certain men and their disposition, we all say the, uh, the, uh, the competitive breed seem to always have that level of, hey, man, it, it becomes a status thing of, you know, I do it because I can. I got this person. I got this girl. I got this girl, whatever like that. That's that's innate for them to kind of have that to their homeboys or whatever presenting, hey, you know, I can do it because I can. Uh, any other of the other breeds, the creatives, I mean, it just becomes a case of, as we talked about before, when we define this cheating, is just not being communicated. It's just, hey, I'm just doing because that's the, that's the way I am. And every, every, along the lines of all the breeds, maybe except for the, you know, the conventional breed, which typically some, some men are just not capable of cheating because they just are too clumsy and, and would tell on themselves don't know how to you know i mean because that's a part of cheating cheating is that you're trying to make sure the other person don't know but they're gonna tell on themselves so <laughs> you know some guys just can't do that but it, it still does not uh erase the fact that the desire is there the lust is there and i think that's something that's inbred in the, the human species and the male particularly because the eye gate seems to be always having intrusive um, uh, spaces that, that, that kind of fosters that. Mm. Let's go. I tell you what, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk some more about uh, lust and faithfulness. Uh, you're listening to Man Breed Live where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. back to Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. I'm here with the resident brothers, uh, Dr. Thurman Webb, uh, Mr. Orlando Boyd, our street therapist, and our special guest, Brownie, Kimberly Brownie Vaughn, who is the host of a podcast, which you can hear in 15 different countries. It's called You Are Singled Out. Brownie, thanks for joining us. Now, we've been talking about lust and faithfulness and we've really been like looking at how it happens you know, and as it relates to unfaithfulness but i want to kind of switch things up a little bit and talk about you know how people stay faithful how they transcend i guess the urge or the act of cheating on their spouse so let's talk about some keys to that and as usual i kind of want to start out with doc doc what are some keys to like staying faithful in the midst of all that temptation that can happen when you're in a committed relationship. Uh, you know, the, the, at the top of this uh, thing is communication, right? But it's, it's easier said than done because the vast majority of people do not know how to communicate. And one of the reasons why they do not know how to communicate because the language you use to communicate outside of relationships is not the language that you use to communicate inside a relationship. When you are inside a relationship, you and your partner are on a journey to create a new language or dialect that both of you should speak proficiently. And it takes time in order to speak it proficiently, right? And once you start doing that, there are a couple of things you have to do. You have to be honest about what it is that you need, all right? You have to be open-minded about what it is that you need. You have to be mindful not to be 
critical, but to be constructive, right? And as you as you become constructive, uh, that is that should be the means by which you continue to build or, or scaffold on this language. Uh, you should be able to share your experiences together and separately and be totally okay with that, right? Because just because you're in this space together doesn't mean that you stop being an individual. It is the individual that attracted you to one, uh, to, to one another. Keep your relationship um, and, and keep your relationship and your partner a priority. If you do that, then you lessen the opportunities for those small cracks to turn into huge uh, gorges or canyons, so to speak. Um, always respect yourself and your partner so much so that you realize that you are not fighting each other, but you are fighting to find a solution. And sometimes those solutions don't necessarily uh, mean that you both have to agree. However, you should be working to, to be selfless, right? And don't get complacent. Work really hard. The same thing that, you know, the same thing that you use to catch him or her, you know, people say you got to keep doing that. I speak against that. The same thing that you use to catch that person is not the same thing you use to keep that person. So you should be evolving. You should necessarily know more about your partner because they are evolving. And so their interests may change. Their taste may change. And you should be in the giving mode because love is about giving so much so that if, they, if their palate changes, then you start to learn to cook with the ingredients that satisfy their palate. Like if you're constantly doing that, then the, con the relationship is constantly uh, evolving to new. Every day is new. And when you encounter obstacles, it is an opportunity for you all to come together to find a solution. Now, all of that I said, it's easier said than done. It is totally possible, but it is all about commitment. Are you committed to that? Because that is the marriage. It is not that day. That part is the marriage. So it is doable, but you know, the, the, the way this world is set up, that at any, op any opportunity that negative energy has to enter, it will try. It's always knocking at the door. And so like Orlando said, you know, if, I, if, if I'm feeling like I'm not being satisfied this way, it's not that I'm going to go unsatisfied. I'm going to get satisfied one way or another. However, my partner should be dialed in on me enough to know and I should have enough self-control that when I'm not being satisfied, I don't immediately go out looking for that, but I start to have a conversation and my partner should be helping me find ways to satisfy myself. I don't mean that in an erotic way, but I mean that in a communicative way to say, hey, babe, this is a, you know, I, I was experiencing you this way. Uh, I'd like a little bit more attention this way, not, at, not as a child or a codependent, but I'd just like to have your attention so that I could see how you doing and vice versa. Mature conversation. Wow, wow. That, 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 that's a, a great list. And what it comes down to, it sounds like it's work. <laughs> and that's at the basis of a relationship. You know, yeah, you gotta work. That's what Orlando say all the time, man. You gotta put the work in. You gotta put the work in. Uh, Brown, do you wanna chime in on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, here's the thing, though. I'm not married yet. How and so ever, I have definitely been taking notes um, from a variety of couples, including, you know, my parents, guy parents, aunts and uncles, best friends and all. But I once heard this, especially on the woman's point of view. I want to come in on that. But I once heard a man say this, that a man needs oftentimes in a relationship, especially marriage, five parts to a woman. One part freak, one part mother, three part friend. And I want to put an emphasis on the friendship tip because a lot of marriages that I've been able to see that have matriculated, whether it's one year status or 45 years, friendship has been at the heart and soul of it. And really, um, the men in my life, I know that they could look from here to Timbuktu and still they know that there would be no place like the home of their wife, 
yeah. right? Because there's focused trust there. And sometimes you do, like you said, you, you have to look at some things that are uncontrollable, what I call the uncontrollables. You'll get some hollows, some invitations, some temptations, but sometimes you do have to weigh out what I already have. Is it worth sacrificing this, compromising this, to have this quick fling, affair, whatever you want to call it, this one night stand, whatever it is. Um, yeah, what am I actually going to sacrifice? And I think also the women in my life, they also know that, hey, all the love, attention, time, effort, energy that I put into this marriage, I'd be foolish to let another guy step to me and me abandon my covering mm. because I know that I've got security with this man. So I think it's, it's really important for us when it comes to staying faithful, um, communication, like Dr. Webb said, yes. And friendship, because I think it's, it's a shame that a lot of folks, they treat their friends better than their spouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. They talk, they're more open, you know, more excited to see them, want to hang out, spend quality time with them versus their spouse. So that's something, um, you do. You do have to put the work in. My mom used to say that to me all the time. Marriage is work. The wedding is a celebration. It's one day. And I think a lot of folks, they invest too much in the wedding, dollars, time, effort, and energy versus investing in the marriage, even before saying I do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you got to be ready, buckled in for work. And every day, like you said, that evolving. Yes, because yeah. nobody stays the same. <laughs> yeah. Orlando, what say you about how to stay faithful or, or keys to staying faithful in marriage? Keys to staying faithful. Um, key to stay faithful, man, I tell you, remember your fear, right? Yeah, yeah, because a lot of cats don't fear what mm. those repercussions are if they step out there. So staying faithful means, okay, I remember my fear. Like if somebody didn't remember the, the be what, what it would, uh, what would, it mean to run a red light or rob a bank, they would keep on doing it. So you got to remember that fear and that fear is one of those things that help keep. And, you know, it's like a reverence for the fear of a reverence of, of who your partner is, you know what I mean? But that in, in and of itself is like, you know what? I, I don't want to fear losing that. I don't want to fear hurting her, you know, because we've talked about it before when the guy stopped caring about that woman's feelings, that yeah. opens up the whole thing right there. So right. he apparently does not care in those feelings in in whatever season they're in. That's why he goes out there. But if he's faithful, wants to stay faithful, he'll remember that fear. Uh, another thing is in that in that faithfulness is stability. I, I, you know, like talked about that a lot as well. Like you know, some guys when they go through things in their lives and everything, and having that person that has been you know that ride or die, or whatever like that, and just having you know, don't want to mess up any of their own integrity and things like that. That's another reminder for them to say, you know what, I'm going to keep it locked down. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need to go. And I like the stability. I like what I got. I don't want to lose that. And usually that comes from the other point into it is experience. You know, sometimes cats, man, they get all that out of their system, you know, beforehand. Right, right. And you know when 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 cat especially guys I'm coming from the guys perspective on this but when dudes used to say yeah man I'm gonna go ahead and settle down what does that mean because that means he done done everything he felt like man ain't nothing, ain't nothing else out there for me man you know I'm done I ain't got me I ain't got me my queen my girl you know what I'm saying she may not be perfect but she perfect for me. Yeah. And I don't want to go down that road of going through the knucklehead, spending all my money, going through all this drama and all that stuff like that. So that reminder keeps them in like, man, nah, I'm good on that. You know, even when somebody be like, man, girl, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man, I'm good. Because yeah. he's like, you know what? I've been there and done that. And then if you can remember, like I said, things that you've had in your life and you don't want to give those up. You got family. You don't want to hurt your little ones. If they ever found out that dad been out dipping you know he don't want that character now, some dudes don't care you know what i mean they don't but those who really you know want to stay faithful they're at that level of maturity where they do care they do mm. care what other people think about them and that's enough to keep them latched on and stay faithful yeah so well, you, you said know, something really important man you know even you're right they do care orlando and i i take it a step further even the ones that lie about it to some degree they care too 
Yeah. Because you, like you said before, you like, man, the one that don't lie about it, <laughs> he's wreaking havoc. He don't care. He don't care. So, yeah. you know, you know, the, the the fact that you feel like you need to hide it or lie about it so that you don't cause the hurt should be enough for you to sit down and, and, and rethink that thing, right? Some people are just fearful in, in being honest. They feel like, you know, they have this social idea, so they can't come home and say, you know what? Yeah, we've been married. I ain't feeling that. I know we got two kids. I want to walk out. Why? Because society says, yo, that, that's, that's, that's messed up, and you the dog, this, that, and the other. But I, I like to interject this point. It, I've heard men say it's, it would be easier for them to come out as gay than it would be for them to go home and admit that they've been cheap. Like society mm. would accept them differently if they came home and decided, you know what, I ain't in the, I ain't in the women no more. I'm in the men. Everybody be like, oh, they found themselves. <laughs> you come home, you say, you know what, I ain't into this, my wife no more. I'm in love with this person. Then they get yeah. vilified. So yeah. we still, we have to be mindful of these social constructs and how they play out on, how they influence us to, to want to take an honest step. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and one of the things that like old cats would say, and I say old cats, old guys, old men or whatever like that, you know, sometimes what they define as faithfulness. You know, yeah. I, I remember cats were saying, man, as long as I come home every night, I'm faithful. You know what I mean? Well, I when they away from home. Yeah, Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? Well, I take care home. As long as I take care of home, I'm faithful. So that yeah. definition of faithful for some, and I think that's kind of becoming now a generational thing. But, you know, in, in that definition, as we define lust, define faithfulness, because, man, some cats, they just believe that long they they ain't doing all the stuff. They take care of everything at home. They faithful. Mm -hmm. well, I want to have a brief conversation uh, because I, I know we're kind of coming to the end of the show, but I want to talk about uh, those couples who have had to deal with that transgression, if you will, uh, for lack of a better term, where someone has succumbed you know, to the lust or whatever caused them to cheat, and now they are trying to work it out, and they both want to work it out. Let's yeah. talk about that scenario and uh, and what kind of can we put on the table that can be helpful for them as they kind of start that part of their journey to kind of healing in their relationship. Uh, yeah, you know, the uh, uh, go ahead, yeah. Brownie, you want to tackle that? You know what? In fact, I <laughs> not that I I'm going to leave, you know, for some solutions, solid solutions, especially if you're talking about marriages, because, again, I'm not married. But I on the relationship tip, I've definitely been in uh, relationships where I've been cheated on. Mm -hmm. And um, I tell you, when it comes to cheating, it just does not bring out the best in either person, um, the cheaty or the cheater. <laughs> and so um I can remember a time, <laughs> oh, I was young and dumb, y'all, for real, falling for a bunch of lies and mess with a bunch of baby mama drama mixed up in there. But I remember specifically, even just when you shot over the questions to me, um, Diallo, I was like, whoa, I remember getting cheated on and how I had to micromanage everything that he did, checking phones, wondering, the wondering, and even like being a part-time stalker. I remember going through that and how much not only heartache it was, but work. Just like you're talking about, it's work to invest in a relationship. It's work trying to keep up with somebody who is cheating that you're really wanting to be with. Um, but I will say this for those who are in a relationship, if you have spotted red flags, if you have spotted someone um, continually disregarding your feelings, your mind, your body, your spirit, um, and just being straight up a cheater that, it's just in a habit of it. There's nothing wrong with clipping the ties. I know marriage, that's a whole nother class in itself. But, you know, with my line of work, what I do is more so with relationships is before Mr. Wright. So, yeah, I would highly suggest and, and encourage if you know that somebody is straight up being unfaithful, they're not being dedicated, disrespectful to you. It's all right to let it go. It is because you're doing yourself a disservice trying to hang on to something that's broken and fragmented. And in the meantime, you're getting split into more pieces versus having peace by yourself and getting in a place of wholeness and then moving on. Yeah. With somebody who's going to be faithful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Brownie says she deals with people before Mr. Right. And from what I'm hearing earlier from basically everybody though, is that habits are developed before the contract and those habits, a lot of times, 
play out after you sign the contract, depending on, you know, what, what you've just been practicing. Have you been a committed person to anything and what have you been committed to? So doc, uh, chime in. I imagine some of the same things apply with marriage in terms of, you know, like we're trying to get back on the same page. This has happened. Uh, either the man or the woman cheated, but they want to work it out. What can you put on the table for them to eat? You know, when, uh, when I talk to couples who who are trying to to come back from the the distrust, it it uh, almost always boils down to what was the motivator, right? What was the motivator that created the act? And I think when 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 couples take the uh, they take the journey to sift through that uncensored, uh, they have a higher probability of resetting the quote unquote bone of marriage. So that uh, the healing can start, and when that you know, if you've ever had a broken bone, they have a tendency once you reset them to, to be stronger yep. than they were before. But it's all motivated by what was the motivator to create the action. Sometimes people aren't ready to give that up or be completely honest about that, and that would be equivalent to us casting a bone that we have not reset. And so those don't have a probability of turning out very well. But um, I don't believe in that idea of if a person cheats, then you should leave. I think that is a very immature uh, response to a complex problem. Uh, if someone cheats, you should necessarily have a conversation, whether you have kids or not, whether you're married or not, because that's what mature and grownups do. All right, now you're able to set the boundary. That don't mean that you aren't leaving but you should at least want to sit down and clarify, because if you've been in a relationship, it warrants that. Clarify who it is that's sitting across from you and why this doesn't work for me and how you, again, that accountability, how you have breached our contract, whether we're married or not. Because our relationship is us saying, hey, we're gonna to commit to this uh, this interaction with each other and you have reached that in some shape, form or fashion, but it warrants a conversation. Now you can leave. That could be your deal breaker in the beginning. Hey, you cheat on me. I'm gone. However, we need to have a conversation, right? Cause we know that upfront, uh, in a marriage, it can be a, a bit more difficult because life happens to everyone and you really don't know what it is that has uh, influenced an individual to, to take that act. And part of your commitment to that person is the acceptance that they are not perfect. And so the goal is not perfection. The goal is only progress, right? And so we should all be seeking progress or some deal breakers, but there is no universal deal breakers. You decide what the deal breaker right. is for you. And so that's why I don't subscribe to this blanketed statement that, oh, girl, well, if he cheated or, uh, young man, if she cheated, man, gonna leave, right? Because they don't know the intricacies of the situation that created that outcome. I'm not saying you can't leave. And I'm not saying that this can't be a deal breaker for you. I'm saying, but you have the responsibility to define that for yourself and not because somebody else told you yeah. that's what yeah. should happen. Wow. Well, yeah. I I, I want to add that, uh, especially for guys now. Now I know, like you're talking about four to five breeze, yeah. It's a little tough. A little tough when 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 Mrs. done stepped out. You know, talking about how to realtor. It's just tough now. And me and man, I, it's a little tough. One. But let, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, that uh, to to keep the relationship, you know, and and to try to heal that wound. One of the things that make it hard is the, and I, I like to call it the trauma and how you found out. You know, if you found out by somebody else and that's so embarrassing, like that can, like, that does something to a person and that makes it, like, do you ask, do you ask yourself, do you ever heal from that? So it's like a trauma to find out. And as Brian pointed to, you, you start to looking through phones and doing all these <laughs> other things that become, you know, cynical toward the trust that was broken, you know, it, it becomes, it becomes real hard. And, and for dudes, especially men, that when a woman, just say she stepped out on him, one of those traumas is who was it with? 
Because if it was his homeboy or his brother or somebody, you know what I mean? That's just like a double whammy. You know, like, how can you come back from that, man? You know what I mean? It's just tough. And I'm saying, you, you yeah. as Doc said, you got to go see Doc about a good year straight. <laughs> Therapy, you know yeah. yeah, you got to. Yeah, Doc, let me go on and throw down these three <laughs> folks stacks right here. Because my child, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 yeah, man, four stacks, stack, four stacks, you know what I'm saying? Don't understand what he does. <laughs> Man, look, dog, you know, <laughs> but it, it's still one of them things, though, man, like it, 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 it becomes a choice to say, I want to make this right. You know, what I mean, I you'd love my life, you know, hey, you know, we start communicating, maybe with some things I was working too much. You know, yeah. I wasn't there as Brownie talked about. I was I had absence and that's what led to do sliding in. But it's still that part of that, how you build up that trust back again, it is possible. And and I implore people and, and salute people who do work through that because as Doc also pointed to, it becomes a stronger bond. You start looking at the genesis of how it happened and then moving forward and then continue to work on that trauma that was in it, uh, uh, be it that, you know, if you say it was the phone and all this other stuff, all those things like that. But it is, a, it is, one of those things that for people and, uh, and, and women and men who may have been through this and, and maybe going through it now, it is possible to overcome it. It's going to take some help. It's go, you know, don't look at it in and of yourself. Get some good counsel to really make sure that you can talk out those problems and the problems that resulted from those problems to kind of start to mend things together. But we alluded to it in the early part of the show, though, you know, don't don't fall silent and ignore some issues that were already kind of presenting themselves on the front end. You know, right. sometimes that can be relevant before you even get married and take it that level of commitment that you saw the signs and yet and still you ignored them because, hey, you wanted something or you were lusting for something mm-hmm. that, you know, you just say, hey, let's, I, let me just get this. The pros outweigh the cons. And some people just, they just go along with it. You know, I, I've seen people who know that their person is a habitual cheater, but yet yep. still they subscribe to the notion that 50% of a man is better than no percent of a man. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that sounds, that's what it is. That's how they roll. So, but that faithfulness part, man, like I said, it, it it's one of those things that it's, it's something that could be inbred in person and seeing what they really want and what those things outweigh. And uh, that's, that's part of, um, you know, as, as our human species, man, we just got to, you know, kind of go roll with the punches, keep things moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about paying attention to red flags and also a lot about the fact that relationships are work. Work, you know, whether or not uh, there's cheating going on or not, you know, because whatever it is you have that you love, that you value, you put in the work to to, to, to make it the best that it can be. Uh, Brownie, we, 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 we really want to thank you for being on our show today. Now, we can't go without letting... Uh, giving you the opportunity to talk about what people can catch up with you again. I mean, your podcast is is is, is shooting like a, a lightning. Yeah. Talk about how people can can hear it and what other things you have going on. Yeah, well, if you're wanting to definitely uh, keep in contact with me to get some more encouragement, you can definitely do so. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, especially Instagram and Facebook. My handle is the letter U, the letter R, singled out the letter u the letter r singled out and of course my website you can get the whole shebang it's you are singled out all the way spelled out y-o-u-a-r-e singled out and um my latest book you were mentioning since we've been talking about commitment left and right so some people that may be tuning in who are single some people who are in relationships prior to marriage boom check this book out confidence before commitment hopefully you can see it it's on amazon and it's all about really um it's more so geared toward women so some women listeners out there you queens super chicks and wonder women make sure you check out the book it's going to definitely help to get you to a state of wholeness a chapter is totally dedicated to red flags so watch out for in relationships and uh sex to purpose it's it's just a whole lot in the pot inside of it Um, yeah yeah they they can pick up the books through the website and through your your and on amazon 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. On okay. Amazon too. Well, we yes. appreciate you so much for joining us today. Uh, Doc, any parting mm-hmm. words? And then Orlando. Uh, no, I would just say uh, be true to yourself. Let it start there. See relationships through the honesty of seeing yourself. Like I said before, the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress. So if you commit it to making progress every day and you're doing that uh, in a selfish way, not a self-centered way, because the selfish way allows you to be selfless, then you have a higher probability of attaining that goal. That's great. And then what about our street therapist, Orlando, what you talk to us? Yeah, man, like just just definitely don't underestimate the the other person in the relationship and their feelings. You know, address those things of, of that lust. You know, if there are certain things that you feel that, man, I, I've always wanted to do this, make sure your partner, you know what I mean, communicate that, you know, because sometimes a good understanding partner will try to, appease as best they can with that so that doesn't become a problem and then it, it, it festers and then you know you start looking at other opportunities but a lot of the best successful relationships that communication as we talk about but don't be ashamed of saying like yeah I've, I've always wanted to try that because that newness keeps the, the relationship fresh and keep that faithfulness that, that, that stays together keeping everything in there but like I said, just got to have an understanding, man. And for those guys who are out there, man, who struggle with that and say, man, it's just so many out there. You women so plentiful, man. It's hard to be staying committed. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a real thing, man. I know some that's single serious. dudes, man. They just, they, 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 they ain't thinking about getting married or being committed. And, and, and it's sad that, that because there's so, as I said before in the early part of the show, because the opportunity is there that they actually use a, a form of a counterfeit relationship to appease the, the females in their life. And I say females, plural, because they all think that they're in a relationship with this dude, but he has no thing to being in a relationship because it's so, it's so much for him. But at some point, he will settle down, you know, and I'd say that, you know, it just cross the breed, but it's just all about them. They will eventually settle down, um, but just, you know, Make sure that if you if you picking that thing up from this guy and you want more, you know, have that talk with him or cut ties and see you later. And there's another one out there that would treasure you and appreciate uh, who you are and what you are. It may not come in the package that you may think it is, but you know mm-hmm. he'll definitely be true to the game and and will not cheat on you if that if you had enough harm in your life where you say you know I don't want to go through that again. There's a lot of faithful brothers out there that don't do that. A lot of valuable information today, you all. Uh, I want to remind our listeners that they can check us out uh, or catch up with us on Facebook at Man Breed Live and on Instagram at Man Breed. Uh, this has been a great conversation about lust and faithfulness, and we want to thank you all for joining us for this episode of Man Breed Live, where we believe that to understand a man is to acknowledge all men. <laughs>